This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on the newscast, Israeli airstrikes shut down a major Syrian airport. Plus, Israel says it will soon unveil the world's first ever laser defense system. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We are beginning this week with three major stories out of the Middle East that we want to break down for you. Number one, Israeli airstrikes shut down Aleppo International Airport. Number two, Israel says it will soon unveil the world's first ever laser defense system. And number three, have you heard about this story? Libya's foreign minister fired, had to flee the country after meeting with Israel's foreign minister. We've got all the breaking details for you. Again, three major stories to start our week. Before we dig into it, a quick reminder, Tuesday, September 5th, our TBN special, The Rise of Artificial Intelligence, AI, will debut at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, it's on TBN, folks. You will not want to miss this one-hour special as we dig in to one of the most pressing issues facing us right now, the rise of AI, what it means for you and your family, for your country, and what the Bible potentially has to say about it. Is there a prophetic impact with the rise of AI? We break all of this down Next Tuesday, September 5th on TBN, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Do not miss it. Hey, also, quick reminder to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Okay, let's break down these three major stories. Number one, Syria is accusing Israel of a cowardly act of aggression, in their words, because of airstrikes overnight, around 4.30 in the morning, early this morning, that temporarily, at least, shut down Aleppo International Airport. Now, a little bit of background here. Number one, Syria says, and of course, Israel has had no comment. That's the MO usually by the Israel Defense Forces when such instances take place. But according to Syria, the missiles were fired from over the Mediterranean Sea. And again... Heavy damage done to the runway at Aleppo International Airport. Now, folks, remember, Aleppo is Syria's largest city. Obviously, Aleppo International Airport is a major venue. This is at least the fifth time in under a year that Israeli airstrikes have shut down that very airport. Now, why would that happen? And again, Israel, no comment. Syria, furious about it. But... Why would Israel do this? And we've also detailed here in the newscast about Israeli airstrikes targeting Damascus International Airport. Again, why? Well, folks, it's real simple. And we have detailed this for you many times here in the newscast. The Iranian regime, surprise, surprise, is using civilian airliners to transit weapons into Syria with the ultimate goal of supplying them to Hezbollah in southern Lebanon at Israel's doorstep. Again, not just 
cargo planes flying in the dead of night or military planes leaving Tehran and flying into Damascus and Aleppo International Airports. These are civilian passenger planes that are reportedly stocked with weapons, according to Israel. Now, Damascus has been the main transit point for these weapons shipments. Israel, if you watch a newscast on a regular basis, you know, has carried out many airstrikes in and around Damascus International Airport in the past few years, including just last week, August 21st, which we detailed for you here on the newscast. But Damascus has been a major target for the Israeli Air Force because, again, a bulk of those shipments were reportedly coming through Damascus, and there are many Iranian-aligned groups, including Hezbollah, etc., the militias, that are in and around uh, Damascus. So Damascus was a major transit point, no doubt. But Iran, as they have seen Israel pretty much catching on to the Damascus factor, has shipped more weapons through Aleppo over the past year. But much to Iran's chagrin, Israel has also caught on to that and again has been targeting Aleppo International Airport as well. Runway damage, not sure how long the airport was shut down, but Israel has been very clear to the Assad regime in Syria, folks. They are culpable here because, look, yes, it is Iran transiting the weapons to Hezbollah using Aleppo and Damascus airports, but they are doing so with the cooperation of the Assad regime in Syria. The Iranian regime and Hezbollah are the guests of Bashar al-Assad. He knows what is going down at these two airports, and Israel ultimately holds him responsible. So we are watching this, folks, very closely. Again, the main factor here that Israel is concerned about are those precision-guided munitions, PGMs for short. If Hezbollah gets their hands on these precision-guided missiles, it would be an absolute game-changer because they do exactly what their name says. They are designed to hit targets in Israel with greater accuracy and precision. And for Israel, that's an absolute red line. So we'll continue to keep a close eye on that. Story number two, Iron Beam, Israel's laser-based defense system. Now, the chairman of Rafael Advanced Defense Systems, his name is Yuval Steinitz, said over the weekend that within a year, maybe two, 18 months or so, uh, Israel should be ready to unveil Iron Beam. Again, it's a laser defense system. It would be the first, the world's first ever such system. Now, of course, Israel has had tremendous success with Iron Dome, which uses missiles to shoot down incoming rockets. Uh, but Iron Dome is very expensive, folks. Look, a 90% success rate, you can't argue with those results but it is expensive, and Iron Beam, this cutting-edge technology, laser-based, is apparently much more affordable than Iron Dome, and it can do a lot of the same things. It'll shoot down incoming rockets, drones, which, as we've detailed many times from the newscast, is a rising threat courtesy of Iran and its proxies, also mortar shelling. So Iron, Dome, uh, Iron Beam, I'm sorry, can apparently do a bunch and many of the same functions as Iron Dome, but much cheaper. So we're keeping a close eye on that. Folks, that could be a game changer. 
And the chairman of this company, this Israeli company, said, look, that would enable us to use Iron Beam in the north, where Hezbollah lives and breathes, obviously, and the south, where you have Gaza, uh, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and don't forget about the Houthis further south in Yemen. So perhaps a game changer there. By the way, speaking of Iron Dome, uh, the U.S. Marine Corps is purchasing three Iron Dome uh, missile defense batteries and some 2,000 interceptor missiles from Israel. So an interesting development there. Remember, the U.S. was heavily involved in funding Iron Dome. And Iron Dome debuted now, I believe, over a decade ago. And again, it's had stunning success on the battlefield. Last story here we want to bring to you. Did you hear about this meeting over the weekend? Israel released a statement, the office of Foreign Minister Eli Cohen, uh, talking about a, a pretty big deal of a meeting between himself and his Libyan counterpart, the Libyan foreign minister, Najla Mangush. Now, they met last week in Italy. Israel released a statement, uh, very happy about this meeting, saying it was, quote, an historic first step towards the normalization of diplomatic relations between Israel and Libya. And again, Najla Mangush uh, apparently gave the okay and her team for Israel to release this statement. Well, it didn't go over too well with Libya's prime minister and many of the Libyan people. There were riots, anti-Israel protests in, in several Libyan towns, and the prime minister of Libya condemned the meeting. Not only did Najla Mangush flee to Turkey, reportedly, because of fears for her safety, but now the news just came across the wire a little while ago that she has been fired from her post as foreign minister as a result of her meeting with Israeli Foreign Minister Eli Cohen. So stay tuned here, folks. Uh, that would have been a very significant marker for Israel if it was able to normalize relations with Libya. Libya has really been a mess since 2011, the so-called Arab Spring, which quickly descended into an Islamist winter. Libya is essentially almost split into eastern and western now, and there's a lot of political turmoil there, civil war over the past several years. So unclear where that is all heading, but an interesting note there. And does the backlash in Libya affect potential Israeli peace treaties with other Arab nations? Do other Arab nations see what happened in Libya over the weekend and kind of shy away from it? Of course, as we've been telling you here in the newscast, a potential deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia has been discussed and really has been gathering steam. So we'll see if that will be affected ultimately. Uh, a lot going on in the world's most chaotic and volatile region in these Bible times in which we are living right now. So keep it right here on the newscast. We will be coming to you uh, on Wednesday, August 30th for a Watchman newscast live stream between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern time. So join us here live and bring your questions for our Q&A session. Remember, September 5th, next week, that Rise of AI special, a very important one. Also, last note, just check out the Watchman store at shop.tbn.org forward slash Watchman for some cool Watchman gear. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.